Hiya. My cute little cucumber, my favorite person on the internet. <laughs> How are you doing today? I want to take a moment and just land here. Like whether you're driving, you're walking, however you listen to this, just feel into your body. What are you really feeling right now? There's so much that happens in a day. And, you know, I had to find myself listening to podcasts, just trying to like save myself and not realizing that I was in a hypervigilant, strung out space often in this survival mode, fix me kind of energy. And when we enter into spaces like that, we don't actually receive the full message. So I'd love for you to just take a deep breath and let it out. I'm so excited for today and for this episode because it's one with a dear friend. It is one with a sister that went through the sacred singlehood journey. I'm going to have her back so we can talk about burnout and dive more deeply into that because that is her specialty. So stay tuned for that. But I'm excited that you're here because this one we're talking people pleasing. We're talking about finding home and inside yourself and you know, unconscious, conscious uncoupling and reinventing yourself in the midst of a breakup and and what a gift that is. And I've been having these conversations a lot lately, actually, around what a gift it is to go through a breakup or some type of rupture. And I, you know, I get that's like a different space to be in. But I remember when I was going through my breakup and thinking like, what do I need right now? And it wasn't a five-step formula. It wasn't like how do I heal this? Like I have to wait a certain amount of months based on the years that we're together and therefore I should be healed. Really what I wanted was a journey home. Like how do I find my way home again after something like this? How do I re-enter the joy of my life? And I remember coming out of my breakup and my friends, one of my first friends that I met in Dallas, she's like, who the heck are you? Like this joy, this light, this glow that you have. And it's because I chose that. And it's so fun to have conversations with women like Lindsay that went on this journey and found the same thing. And that's the work that we do. Oftentimes I get, I get tongue tied on like, what is it? And I know that's not the best for business, but it's so multidimensional. And I know my mission here is to shift generational trauma, to help women welcome home themselves, to stand in their power, to activate their voices, to really become the people that they're meant to be outside of the triggers of the past getting in the way. And so if you're new here, I'm so excited that you landed here. This has been the journey of a life time. Like I started this podcast in the middle of my breakup, like literally in the middle of my breakup, because I just felt like I could pop with all the lessons I was learning and all the things that I wanted to share. And I know so many of us go through this, especially as spring comes statistically, that's when a lot of breakups happen. And I know sometimes we're navigating these things and it's like, who am I really? And the way that I see breakups, and it wasn't always like this, you know, I came out of domestic violence and I was in domestic violence and using drugs and alcohol to cope and abusing my body and losing myself and all this stuff. And that's what birthed healing to happy. And as we navigate these things, I found that it was never about the external. It was about the internal. It was about the things that I was trying to run from that there wasn't anywhere far enough to run. Like it always came back to the patterns and the protection and never, it was like this hungry ghost that they talk about in Buddhist or I forget what it is, but I think it's Buddhist, where it's like nothing is satiable. And I found myself with like a codependency trauma bond to my business. And it wasn't until I stopped and healed my true self and moved from survivor into Laura Patricia Martin, who I am today and who I guide my clients to be. And, you know, now this is, this is my art. I'm a trauma specialist. This is how I support people. And 
especially those that are like me, that are high achieving and perfectionist and find themselves self-abandoning and afraid of intimacy and not knowing how to explore their body or understand their body. And so they build up these walls and try to become so high achieving that somehow they'll find their their success and that, that ache in their chest won't feel so much. But truly the only way to do that is to find your way home. And so I'm glad that you're here. Like it, it truly, I know there's thousands a podcast but every day you know I, I come here and I listen in or I look in and I see that there's thousands of you that are here and just to know that like I, I wish I would have known that when I was listening to podcasts because I remember when I felt so alone like I felt I was no one could understand me but there are thousands of you that listen to this that means you're not alone and it's not that your story is diminished or, you know, any of that. It's just, it's unique to you, right? But the fact that you're here among thousands of other people that are also on this journey of like, there has to be more to life. Like there has to be more that I can show up to and, you know, lend my heart to. And instead of being strong, I just want to figure out how to soften. Like you're not alone in that. And it, it's no short, small thing that I, that you're here for that. And I, I hold the space in that. And I love when I, I see your shares and, you know, we talk in my DMs. And so, and if you haven't, my personal Instagram is it's Laura Patricia Martin. So ITS Laura Patricia Martin. And I, I love the conversations we've been having there. I've been jumping on live streams lately and it's just been fun. So fun to connect with you guys and to learn more and to converse more and to create this community online because sometimes in the space, it just feels feels distant and so the fact that you're here the fact that I'm here the fact that we're all here together shifting the paradigm that gives me hope in this world and I'm so excited about especially this conversation just the truth and I don't edit my podcast so you're gonna hear Lindsay chase her cats in this and the real life (laughs) the online space because I want that to be it like there is no perfect I don't pretend to be um and so you'll hear that. You can fast forward if you don't like it, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy that you're here. Time is the one thing that we cannot get back. It's the one renew, like the one thing that is not a renewable resource. We can always make more money. We can always do more things. We can always, you know, but time is something we don't get back. And so the fact that you spend an hour here, 30 minutes here, it, it just, that's wild to me. I will never not be blown away by that. So I thank you so much, and I'm so happy that you're here. And if you want to jump in to anything, we have VIPs where we break through, we identify what your block is, and we come up with a game plan for how to break through that. Um, what I do in one hour, honestly, the feedback I've gotten is mind-blowing. Like what we did in an hour is more than 10 years of therapy for me, and that's the that's the somatic work. We have Sacred Singlehood, which is our signature program, which is a program to heal generational trauma, to really step into your fullness, to really, you're going through a breakup, you're going through a relationship rupture, and you have these anxieties about being chosen and wanting to rush this period and overcome this, but really what it is is a gift, and it's this opportunity to come home and to heal these things about yourself so that when you meet the one, you already are the one. And the match that comes into your life is absolutely extraordinary. It's it's my gift to this world. This is my art. This This is the program that has held me through to domestic violence, to love, to that love leaving, to finding the love of my life, who I am currently with right now. 
Um, I have Iconic, which is six months of all of this. You get access to the product suite. You get six months of me in your pocket. This is for the woman that's like, fuck, I am all in. I'm ready to unleash my baddest, boldest, bravest self. Like I am here and I want to do life with you. And I really want to tap in to heal the stuff, to walk through these blocks, to regulate the nervous system, to soften my heart, to become that, you know, boss that feminine CEO that is tender and soft and energetic and aligned and balanced and holds the relationship and the motherhood and the health and all the things in a way that it doesn't feel like too much because it just feels like home. So six months we're doing that and various other stuff. So I'm going to put all that in the show notes, links, applications, fun stuff. But if you just want to come hang out and you're like, I am here, that's the fun part. I don't sell. I don't do anything and DMs are where I don't do discovery calls. So if you have any questions, we will have a cheeky little chat. Think of it like Bumble. We're going to see if we're, good, we're a good fit and if we're going to go on a date. That is what I do over on my DMs. So come hang out. We can have a chat. I'd also love to hear your feedback and what pops up for you and what benefit you're getting from this. Because although I can see the number is, I love to actually get to know the people that are tuning in here. So I love you. I'm excited for you to meet Lindsay. I'm excited for you to hear about her journey and how extraordinary it is and what's on the other side for you. Like that's what I keep trying to bring here is like, what is on the other side of you of going all in on yourself? This is it. So I love you and I'll see you on the other side. You are listening to the Healing to Happy podcast, a podcast where we have hard conversations that slay shame. It's about leaning into the vulnerability and reclaiming your bravery. I am Laura Patricia Martin, a trauma specialist who created this podcast to help women like you collapse the walls built up around their hearts due to the shame and trauma and life experiences, to have conversations we may be struggling to have with those around us so that we can break down the walls that are holding us back from living this bold, juicy, brave life. Here, myself, my guests, and my friends share their journeys of rebirth to help us get out of our own way, build authentic relationships and heart-centered businesses and dance proudly into our fullest expression. I believe that when we bring light to a shadow, find richness within the in-between period with women who understand us, co-regulation occurs, safety is imprinted, and we begin to set the tone for limitless potentiality. I am so honored to be here with you. So let's begin. computer hi baby (laughs) how are you i'm great you're so of course i'm excited i want to just kind of peek inside your brain the before during after of sacred singlehood and i'm just thankful that you're here and giving me space for this and i love to dive in the good the bad the ugly the honest feedback for anyone that is on the fence or curious about whatever work we do in our little secret bubble on the internet that (laughs) i'm always like you kind of just have to be in it to understand it i don't know um and so to give them a picture what is i never like I always say symptom, but I feel like that's not the right fucking word because it's not an ailment or an, of any sorts. But like, what was the external thing in your life that was like, hey, I want to start looking at my relationship and I want to start looking at my trauma and things of that nature? So, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I came to you for right away was that I had this like massive lack of sex drive 
And I was like feeling super disconnected from my partner and from myself, truly. Like I felt like I had been in this like weird, I don't know, weird bubble of like, who am I anymore? Like, what am I doing? Why am I feeling this way? Like what happened? Did something happen? Like I was very, it was like, I completely disassociated and then was like, once I stepped back into myself, when I was like really thinking about like what it is that I'm feeling, I was like, whoa, what happened? How did I get here? <laughs> you know, it was like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> How long is I on? Where was I? What did I do? Anything? Yeah. Cool. No, I feel that. And like, but I yeah, see a okay. lot in shorts. Uh, I would say it was definitely like, you know, the external symptom was lack of sex drive, lack of connection, feeling very, and yeah, just disconnected. And as you know, like I started your program in a relationship. Like I came as somebody that wasn't sacredly single at the time. And I really was coming to like repair parts of myself to reconnect with my partner. That was my goal with that. Yeah. 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 And I've seen that a lot. And then it usually like, usually people come into my work where it's like, how can I help so that I can reconnect, whether it's with a partner, whether it's with a client, whether it's with, I've had people for their daughters. And then it ultimately is like, oh, wait, how can I actually come back to myself? Because that's the core of all of this anyways. You know, we like think it's for something external and then it's like, oh, like it's, I'm disconnected from me. Like it has actually nothing to do with that other person. The reason I'm disconnected from this other person is because I'm disconnected from me. Exactly. Oh my God. And like, honestly, I had so many like mind blowing moments. (laughs) Like one of those things where you're just like, what? Why did I do that? What? Where did this come from? Oh my God, it's my own fault. No, it's not. (laughs) You know? Oh my God. That's like the empowering place where it's like you can sit there and it's not even fault. It's like, oh, now, like, oh, this is actually balls in my court. Like, I can do something. Like, it's more empowering. Like, at first, if we haven't done that type of work, it's like, oh, fuck, like, I did this, I did this. And we all go through that. That's that grief bargaining, you know, remorse stage of breakups or transitions or anything that we the seven stages but it's like then you can sit there and be like oh wait no like I am responsible for my own happiness I am responsible for my own contentness I'm responsible for my own fucking turn on like that has nothing to do with my partner's dick like that has everything to do with you know what's going on inside of me and then it turns into this empowering thing which like that's what I admired about you because you were like I'm ready to do something for this. Like I'm, I understand that this is my side of the street to clean up and I, I want to lean in now. And that, that was so cool to like, just witness. And I remember like chatting with you. I was like, in my boyfriend's bed and we were like chatting in the DMs and you're like, okay, so this is what I think. And like, you just led yourself through it. And I was like, you are a fucking saint. I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I feel like I got to a point in my healing journey that was like stagnant, you know, like there's only so much you can do by yourself. And while I think it was important, everything that I did on my own as well, I was like, okay, I've reached this point. And now like, I really need to like up level, you know, like I need to do something more. Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew that like, I started really seeing like a lot of patterns of mine, like re, you know, recirculating 
happening in relationships. And really like, once I started seeing all of that, I was like, Ooh, this is something that keeps happening. I wonder why, <laughs> you know? And it was just little things like that. Um, that really helped me kind of, yeah, figure out the why, why were those patterns repeating? Hmm. So, yeah. And that's a cool thing too, is like, cause you and I, I mean, I've known you for a while. So it's like, we both do this. We're like, I will self-study so much like to sit here and to do it. And I know in my own journey, it was like this whole thing where I was like, mate, I can't perform on my own brain. Like I have a team of healers. I have a team of mentors. I have a, I have therapists. I have brain spotting. Like I have a team of people because I've surrendered to the fact of like, yeah, cool. I can quote a whole bunch of books. Like I'm really smart. I know that, but I'm like, but like I'm using my education to bypass what I actually need, which is like, if I want to get through certain blocks, I can't do this stuff alone, you know? And it's like that type of surrender. And I think that's so powerful for people to hear because I know that's where like everyone, we all start that way. It's like, we listen to these podcasts, we watch these TED Talks, we do these courses, we do all of this on our own. And then you're like, and now I need someone when I'm in the middle of a trigger to like just run into my phone and be like, hi, this is my brain right now. What am I not seeing? Where am I going in this? Like, what, what can I do? And I think that is why I love this type of work because it's like yes of course you can self-pace like there's so many things that you can like watch on your own time you can watch replays but I think it's so fun in life when you sit there and you're like actually I don't feel like doing this alone anymore like this is like the part where I'm like cool witness because I don't know if you felt this but it was like when I was going through my healing journey it was like I don't want to be witnessed in it because I don't want people to actually know what I'm going through because then I'm not in my authority anymore and I don't want people to see that but then when you're like start to do mentorship at high touch high levels you're like oh fuck like everyone has these things cool where's my blind spot and how can I get through this faster and like it's this like new step of vulnerability that opens up and like transmutes that like wildly fast I think I feel yeah no I totally agree that is that was definitely the experience I've had too where I felt like I don't really want people to know that I'm going through this healing phase And so, but that was also a huge part of these patterns that I needed to break was like this constant hiding of these feelings and emotions and like, you know, oh, I need to be good. I need to be okay. I need to be happy all the time. I need to be bubbly. I need to make sure everybody else around me is comfortable. Like it was all of that. And yeah, eventually I just got to that point where I was like, ooh, okay. The hiding is really the cause of some of these problems. So Maybe I do need to just be a little bit more open and honest about all of it, you know, and Hmm. that was definitely life changing, like just starting to be like, hey, this is me. I am healing. Um, I am in that healing phase. Like this is what that (laughs) is. So (laughs) So you could be thriving and starting a business and running these things. It's like the healing phase is like a continuum. Like it is. There's that phrase that I'm like, I'm not healed. I am still in it. I'm I'm cancer healing ing it's a continuum it's not healed and now you're happy it's like healing it is a continuous thing because the phrase goes at every new level there's a new devil not necessarily a fan of the phrase but it's like it truly is because it doesn't matter how successful you get it's like oh fuck that sticky little pattern I see you god bless your coffee yeah. socks please stop it like it's like all of these things that come up and I think that's the difference between like 
the work of coaching and somatics as opposed to therapy because I feel like therapy is a lot of like it's back end and this is this is at least how I felt where it was like I know when I was going through Al-Anon and like Coda like I didn't tell any of my friends like no one knew I was doing any of this stuff or like therapy like we don't talk about it we're like in the coaching industry it's like this transition of like okay, now there's no shame about it. Like, this is something I'm proud of because I'm working towards something. I'm not like only looking at my origin story and looking at the back. And like, that stuff is very fucking important. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, there's this new aspect of like, that's what's the difference between these two elements because it's like, now I'm looking forward. Now I'm building my strength in the present so I can have resiliency in the future as opposed to I'm like stuck revisiting the past, which doesn't feel good after a while. It's like, I'm fucking sick of my origin story. I really don't I know. Like, oh God. <laughs> I feel like I actually messaged this to you like when I first either was about to start your program or like right when I did start it um, that it did feel like you know there's only so much that therapy can do I had been in therapy for four years at this point I mean consecutively four years and like I had to fire her Mm -hmm. like I wasn't really getting anywhere anymore I felt very like what are we doing now like, you know, it just, it felt like it got to that point where I was like, yeah, this isn't working for me anymore. Like I've talked enough about all of the things. And now I'm like, this isn't really helping me though. Yeah. It's made me more aware, which is cool. But now it's like, but what do I do now? Mm-hmm. You know, like what next kind of thing? Yeah. So- and that's, that's so true. That's literally why I made this. Cause it was like, and like do the work that I do. Cause it's like, I felt that I remember I'd like go to CODA and I'd go to Al-Anon or I'd go to therapy and I'm like more strung up on adrenaline and worried about like the reasons I've done things. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. Like, I'm like, I am very aware of why I am the way I am. And now I'm annoyed how aware I am. Like, I don't want to get yeah. And like, I'm like, but like, can we stop doing these things? Because nothing's really shifting. And then that's how I led to like understanding the somatics and the nervous system and the body and like what trauma actually is. And I'm like, oh, I can't like journal my way and affirm my way out of this. Fuck. Yeah. I actually have to go and like feel these. Fuck. Like, um, <laughs> I don't want to. And it was like this slow progression. And I was like, oh, like it doesn't actually have to suck you know, like you can dance it out of your body. You can stretch it out. Like there are different ways of doing it where it's like, you don't just have to sit and like feel your shame and just like, let it rapture you. It's like, no, you can like dance and do things and like move things in that way, which I found is always fascinating. Yeah. Hmm. That has been so helpful as well. I love it. I love it. So what do you feel like the point in your process that you started to see like the biggest shift, what, what was that? Um, hang on. Sorry. My cat is like about to jump on this plant. <laughs> I literally, I can like see you eyeing something. I'm like, what are you looking at? What are you doing? Hi, baby. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, okay. I feel like I went through a couple of different things during your program because at the beginning, it was like I was so purely interested in reconnecting with my partner. And so I started to like see a shift in things pretty much like right away because I felt like 
I was taking this move. I knew that I was taking this step. And I, that was like this radical responsibility, you know, to just be like, okay, I'm going to fully do this because I really care about him, you know? And like, I was more doing it for him. And then, then I went like a completely other transformation because I started like listening to your things, your videos and doing some of the practices. And I was like, oh, this is not about him at all. Like this needs to be more about me, you know? And like, it totally shifted into like more of a, um, I guess just more of a realization that this was like something that I needed to work on on my own. And I ended up, yeah, like me and my boyfriend ended up splitting up because it was like nothing bad happened. There was no fight. There was no issue. There was nothing wrong in our relationship. It was just like, I became this, I realized I was at this point that I needed to like focus on these things on my own and like really, yeah, focus on myself at that point. Um, and then once I, oh my God, sorry, my cat, he just jumped up there. <laughs> I'm like totally ruining the conversation. I'm sorry. No, um, I just don't want him to knock it down. I'm sorry. <laughs> literally won't go away I'm dead and I love it because I don't edit my podcast so this is all staying oh what oh I thought you <laughs> I literally thought you edit them I'm so sorry <laughs> oh god I feel really bad I now. like to keep it like how everyone if you were having a glass of wine or a kombucha and this is how real life is uh okay well now I feel like I lost my train of thought but like we can get back into this I know we can yeah you were talking about Uh, how you transitioned from it being about your partner to being about you and then you guys broke up and there was nothing actually wrong it was just you had to yeah like you know the love is still there like I still love that man forever like for sure he supported me through a lot of stuff but at this point in my life I realized like pretty early on in the program that I was, I am a massive people pleaser and I spent my entire life making everyone else around me more comfortable. And I would suffer. I would literally suffer just to be like, you know, making sure that other people are happy. And, and I was like always this peacekeeper. And then I started like really thinking about my relationship with Nico like I got to this point where I realized like oh maybe I was suffering a little bit and I was just making his life a lot easier than mine you know and then I was like I don't know that I can heal this part of myself while I'm in a relationship like I think I need to sort that out first you know yeah um so yeah so in conclusion (laughs) I would say I figured it out right away (laughs) But I did go, I I went through like these different moments of your program because it was more like, okay, I'm in this relationship and I want to heal these things for us, for him. Um, Me was again, slightly on the back burner still. And then once I put myself forward and I was like, Ooh, this is exciting. These are things I know I need to heal for myself. And now I feel like I'm redoing the program as a single person, you know, like I, I went through it. I understood everything. And now it's like, okay, now I'm stepping into that singlehood right now. And I'm like, maybe I need to go back and just like rewatch some of those and like take that from a different perspective again, 
you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Been really cool. Mm-hmm. cool. I love that. And I love you so much. Like that is, I mean, it's such a powerful awareness because a lot of us go through life self-abandoning. Like it's just the norm, especially as women. It's just like, how can I not rock the boat? And especially women that have been through trauma and have had life experiences where it's like, can I not rock the boat so that you will still love me? Because if I do this too much, will you then not love me anymore? And I, that's a big fear. I, I mean, I grapple with that where it's like, if I have a trigger too often, are you going to stop loving me if I have these things too often? So let me just dull the things that are actually upsetting me to keep the peace in this relationship. And we think that it's like, oh, it's, it's, you know, me in the relationship as the problem. And it's like, there is no problem. It's the point that we just lost connection with self because we think we're too much and we think our needs aren't worthy of being seen. And so it is this evolution that you revisit time and time and time again. And I think that's the thing that's extraordinary. Like I've had, you know, moms go through this where it's like to connect with their daughters and then they come through it and then they're like, oh shit, like I actually need to rewatch this again because now I need to do it the same thing. I need to do it through the lens of my own. And it's like, again, that's, it's okay when we first go into things that it's for other people. You know, I think we falsify this idea of like, I can only make advances in my life if I truly love myself or if I truly hate myself or whatever it is. Like it's either one of the spectrum when really it's, you know, it's okay if at first we enter into these portals because we want to save something or because it's for another person. Ultimately, the end game, you're going to come home to yourself always a hundred times over. Like it's, it's these things of not shaming the entry point, but also just hearing stories of people where it's like, okay, I can revisit these things. I can come at them at different angles. I did it before to fix my relationship. Now I'm doing it again so I can re-enter the vortex that is my own relationship with self and then you know can revisit again when we have other partners or we re-enter the old vortex with that partner like there's so many ways that we utilize things that we hear like over and over and over again just at different chapters and different levels of our yeah. own life cycle you know yeah 100 percent. like changing with the seasons is what I'm always talking about and I do definitely see I see myself doing that and like going back and looking at things again through, through the different lens. Um, and you know, a realization that I had as well, which I've known this about myself. I knew that I was a people pleaser. Like I knew that I struggled with boundaries and I knew that I struggled with making people more comfortable than myself. And then I almost took pride in this for a while. Like in every relationship I've been in, we don't fight. We're not fighters. Oh, we never fight. We never get into fights because fighting, like why, what would we fight about? Oh, we don't fight about anything. And then I'm looking at it and I'm like, no, we should have been fighting. Like it was, (laughs) I am such a people pleaser that I would literally like force myself to not fight with you because it's uncomfortable to feel like someone's mad at me. And I know that that stems from like my childhood and things. And like, I know where that comes from for me. Um, but like, I wasn't really like fully paying attention to that until like the end, the relationship was coming to an end. And we were like really having these deep conversations, like how, why did this happen? How did this happen? What's, what are you feeling? What am I feeling? You know, because it was such a nice, I mean, I don't know that you could say any breakup was nice because it's never nice, but it was a very like, it was a very vulnerable and open conversation of like, how did we get here? (laughs) Like, 
yeah what happened um and like of course we weren't trying to like blame one or the other it was not like a blaming thing but I did feel like yeah it was partly my fault because I I was not true to myself and therefore was not true to you either because you know I wasn't honest about how I was feeling about stuff or I was hiding the way I was feeling about stuff because it was uncomfortable Mm. and now I'm just like I'm just living uncomfortably all the time lately so (laughs) this is just like normal now (laughs) <laughs> I love that and it's so powerful like it's a testament to the work that you did on yourself and continue to do on yourself where like you can exit a relationship without passing trauma like that's the biggest yeah. thing and walking out of it and taking radical ownership because no matter yeah. what a relationship is like like I can think back to even my abusive partner I wasn't at fault but I was responsible I stayed so what is that you know and it's like being able to sit in those spaces of like there's always two people in a relationship to be able to own that is how you set yourself free. And it's not to say anyone's at fault. It's just like, you're taking responsibility for your side of the street, which means you are setting yourself free and actually taking ownership over your life instead of being like, well, the relationship didn't work because you did X, Y, Z. And then it's like, but then you're saying you gave them your joy, which means that's a you thing, you know? And I think it's also, it's like a testament also because the people pleasing thing is you just sparked a freaking new podcast episode for me around this because it's so fucking true where it's like, I mean, I should even just have you on and we can riff. On. Actually, let's do that. I will book something <laughs> and we can do that and talk about people. Ooh, yes. It's like, let's do it. And, and I'm sure that has to do with your work as well, you know, where it's like, let me self-abandon to maintain peace in our household. And really we're just like having this resentment and we're doing this stuff, which really ultimately is losing touch with your intuition, which makes sense it's that self-sabotage. Sexual, literally uh-huh. it's a cycle. And then makes sense that like you're no longer in touch with self because you don't want to rock the boat, even though you're angry. And then you have no sex drive. It's like because you're not in touch. Like the thing about femininity that is so fucking great, which is why there's an entire module on sacred rage inside of sacred singlehood, is because we all have rage inside of us. We are all volcanoes and we have the power of choosing not to erupt. Like there's just healthy ways of you sort like you utilizing this power within us but because we're taught to be quote-unquote good girls don't disrupt the pattern don't upset your man don't do these things and also don't do that because of this fear of them might leaving if we do it and it's like holy fucking pickles of course we're suppressed like and then it's like this eruption where it's like how can I get comfortable with the fact that I'm a fucking volcano like and I choose not to erupt like how sexy is that and how can I own that as my personal fucking power and be able to communicate effectively when you know you're fucking pissing me off. Like, here's what's going on. I'm not mad at you. Like, I'm not going to yell at you, but I'm going to probably yell at a pillow. And then I'm going to come and speak to you and being like, this is not okay. Here's my boundary. Here's my standard. Let's adhere to these so we can move forward and have bang and fucking sex. Like, it all goes fucking together. I'm so happy you brought that here because I'm like, yes, like, (laughs) so important. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting too. I feel like I've had some really transformative conversations with him since we've like broken up and like going back and reflecting together has been so important for both of us to be like, where did this come from? You know, like what exactly happened, whatever. So we had that kind of conversation, but then I really was like, I mean, I was already through your program at this point and I started kind of identifying more 
I've been working on boundaries for a little bit of time now because it was something I struggled with. And I started to notice, like, I have a lot of like, I don't know, fear, panic, anxiety, whatever around money and like talking about money and finances. And that was a big thing that I didn't talk about with him because I was so, I don't know, shameful, had anxious feelings about it. And when we broke up, like we had to talk about some money things and it was really like a test for myself to see like, can I have these conversations now, now that I'm not with him? Like, am I allowed to have these conversations and feel comfortable to have them, you know? And I did, like, it took me a few days. I'm not gonna lie. Like <laughs> came up and I was like, Ooh, oh, triggered. I got to go to my room now and like <laughs> lay under the covers for like two days. I'll come out later. <laughs> and like, after I, I left and I did my little time by myself and I like reflected on it, I journaled and I was like, mm, okay, why am I feeling this way? Why, what is happening here? And then like, then I was able to talk about it with him later, you know, which was really, was good. And it, he did not have a reaction that my brain was telling me that he would have if I had that talk, you know? So yeah, that was a huge realization. I love that. And that's a testament to the work that you're doing. Cause it's like, when you regulate your nervous system, your nervous system is then matched with a regulated nervous system. If you come in it, like, <gasps> Like you're going to be met with that fucking energy, I'm sure. But because you took the space, which is totally fucking okay to be like, I need two days under the cover to process this in my own fucking burrito ass way. I will be back and have this conversation, but I need a moment. And then you go and you regulate yourself around that conversation and, you know, witness whatever the shadow is. And then you're able to come and it's like, I'm regulated. Therefore, now this conversation is regulated. Yes, again. Exactly volcanoes exactly. that choose not to erupt like this is this is the yeah. story of it I love it so much it's exactly what it was and so <laughs> what do you feel in the program before we close this out it was like the best resource for you <clears throat> hmm. I mean it's hard to really pinpoint like one specific thing I've Personally, I just feel like having these like video or video time with you, like actually sitting here and having these conversations are what really like help me, I don't know, understand more. And like, I connect with you more when we're like actually speaking. So that I would feel is probably one of the most valuable things I find. Um, I mean, all of the homework also was just so like, there was so much value and information that I was like, ah, like, look at this. I have this all printed out. Like I am just sitting here like, I'm not like a nerd. Okay. Like I printed this crap out. Okay. I love you. And yes, I use the printer at my job. Okay. This is stolen paper. But like, it was all really valuable. I don't even know that I could say what one specific resource. I loved all of it. I really did. I love it. I love you so much. Thank you. I feel like this is just a general good conversation. And like overall, I'm definitely going to have you back on because I think riffing on people pleasing alongside yeah. burnout will be a vibe. So I'm going to send you a link for that. And we could put yeah, some. Stuff. I would love to talk more about that because <clears throat> that is, yeah, I burnt myself out. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that'd be super value, especially for my audience. So I'll make sure to send you a link. But thank you so much. Is there any last words for anyone on the fence? Anyone? I don't know. That's like, I just need to hear a little stickle pickle to. I will say, like, for me personally, like, I don't know what came over me that day. I sent you a message and I was like, I really want to do this. Like, I watched one of your lives and I was like, everything you're talking about is what I'm dealing with right now. Like I felt so connected to what you were talking about in your lives. And I was like, plus I know you so well too. And I've seen such a transformation in you because I've seen you from like long time ago, Laura, to like who you are now. And I'm like, this works for her. This has to work for me. You know, like I need to do that. And so it was just like that one switch of like, Oh, okay. You know what? Pull in the trigger. That's it. Done. No regrets. <laughs> Tattooed on the chest. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Well, thank you so, so much. I can't wait thank to you. share this. And I will chat with you soon. Okay. Mwah.